Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Cross, money, marketing and mindset business coach and host of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and welcome to another episode. Today, Debbie Davis is joining me. Now, Debbie is a certified coach, an adventurous entrepreneur, a spiritual seeker and a magnificent midlife woman herself. And she is a passionate promoter of living life to its fullest. Now, on today's show, Debbie is going to share how you can reframe midlife so you can see it as an opportunity rather than a crisis, the question that all midlife women should be asking themselves, guidance, encouragement, and some practical steps that's going to enable you to embrace midlife so you can live your life to the fullest and so much more. So let's welcome Debbie to the show. So welcome to the call, Debbie. Well, thank you. People I know, and of course you too with your clients, often get to midlife and all of a sudden things start happening. So it's great to be able to speak with you today to share your wisdom. How can people reframe midlife so that they can see it as an opportunity instead of a crisis? Oh, that's such a great question because, you know, what I find, you know, women that I'm connecting with at midlife is... There's a lot of different challenges that come along. I mean, just the fact that we're aging can be sort of abrupt <laughs> and grieving our youth can be, a you know, one of those things that come along and kind of throw us off our, our step. But yeah. what I have really embraced now at Midlife is this is a beautiful opportunity and our bodies, actually, the chemistry in our bodies are, um, you know, allowing us to have this opportunity because... As women from, you know, adolescent till about 40 years old or so, we have hormones in our bodies that cause us to be more caretakers. They, you know, to want to nest and take care of the children, take care of the families. So that's just actually a scientific fact. Those are the hormones that are prevalent in our bodies. But that starts to subside around 40 or early 40s. When that happens, it just allows us to have a different chemistry going on in our body that makes us more focused on what's important to us. You know, what do I want to do with my life now? So that's why this is a great time to, you know, take this opportunity to refocus, renew and reinvent. And I think, you know, as you were talking, all of those things, absolutely. I mean, how many of us have got children and all of the things that they go through? So we're juggling children and household and businesses and careers and so forth. And it gets to a stage and it's like, okay, because we've never really asked ourselves 
ourselves that, you know, what is it that we want? So I can see that for many women who have reached midlife, it can send us into crisis. And it's good to hear you say that. So for someone who's really quite stuck in that, what are sort of some of the processes or or steps that they can take to really just guide themselves gently into asking that question and getting the kind of answers that's going to help them move forward? Well, Anne-Marie, I have to say, you know, I'm a bit of a spiritual coach in my approach. So I do relate most of these questions in sort of the bigger picture framework. <laughs> so I love you know, big picture too. Yeah, big picture <laughs> stuff. So, you know, I might use words like it's a calling of your soul, you know, but that could just be for someone else. You know, it's a time to really look inside, do some, you know, exploration of really who you are at your deepest core, what's really essentially important to you, what are your natural gifts and talents that maybe you haven't had a chance to fully express in the world. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things that, you know, if we take this opportunity, and, and I call that like a calling from your soul mm-hmm. to just pause, do some more inner work. That's why yoga is, you know, a lot of women get called, you know, sort of like attracted to doing yoga or something that's more going to get them in touch with what's going on inside of themselves. And to also, sometimes it's a time to break free of limiting thoughts that have been holding us back and get some things worked out or back in balance that have been out of balance. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's sort of a big answer to a question like that. Yeah, and you know, I think that it's such a great reminder that it is sometimes just a matter of saying, and when I say just, I mean, it is a huge mm-hmm. question that you ask yourself, you know, what are my gifts and talents? Because so many times, you know, as women, we're running around after other people and putting ourselves last. And here's an opportunity where we can, as you say, reconnect with who it is, you know, at our core and actually say, if, if I could, what is it that I now would be doing and often it is revisiting those gifts and talents how many times that I've spoken to women in fact I was just speaking to my mother yesterday and she was talking to my daughter and saying you know when she just got married she learnt the violin because my uh, youngest daughter is very musical and wants to continue on her musical studies and my mother went on to say you know I learnt the violin when I and just got married and her husband then at the time my dad sort of said oh are you playing that I can't remember how he mentioned it but it really <laughs> sounded quite squeaky in that and so she left that she said I'm not really very musical but perhaps I might have liked to play something out you know another instrument and maybe it's just reconnecting with that and saying okay maybe I want to expose or allow my creativity my musical side to come out and take up playing Mm -hmm. an instrument it really can be as simple as that as allowing some of those things that perhaps you've said no to previously it's funny you mentioned music. A lot of the women that I work with, you know, they want to get back into, you know, whether it's just dancing or listening to music and just feeling that essence of what music brings out. And I think that's just a creative side that, you know, people through, you know, throughout history have gotten in touch with who they are through music. Yes. So that's just one way. It can be as simple as that, as you said, but that longing to get reconnected with who you are at your true self is what I really think is what's happening at midlife. We get that, you know, that I don't know what's going on, but something is going on. That's what the women tell me. And a lot of times this happens when the kids leave home yes. because they're so focused on raising their kids and getting them into college. And then they start having their own lives. And these, you know, women are like, well, wait a minute, you know, what do I want to do? And it really is. This, that's why I think 
for a lot of us, it feels like a crisis because, you know, your world's turned upside down. What do I want to do? But it's a reframing of like, wow, what a great opportunity. What do you want to do? And let's look at that from a sense of who are you at your deepest sense. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to change your whole world, but it's just getting back in touch with that authentic, you know, self of who you are. And of course, for some of those women, some of the decisions may be, you know what, I have followed a career and and juggled family life in a career for most of my life, yet now that that pressure is gone, I would love to open my own business. And it may just very well be tapping into that and allowing yourself to travel down that path as a dream that you might have always had. So I think that's such an, an important reminder to us all. Yep, absolutely. Now, you talk about embracing your magnificence and trusting your inner guide. I'd love to hear more about that. That's the core of everything that I do with the coaching work that I do. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches, you know, today, and I was certified as a coach 10 years ago. And when I learned to coach, it was a very pure coaching model is how I view it. It was a spiritual coaching model that I learned and it was really all about learning, you know, how to help someone get in touch with that core authentic self, mm-hmm. that beautiful, magnificent, unique self that that is inside all of us. Today, there's a lot of experts, you know, that are coaching in a sense and teaching people how to do certain things or learn certain skills. But the coaching work that I do is really about who are you? And you are the best expert of who you are. And I'm not going to necessarily tell you what that is, but I'm going to help you rediscover who that is and rediscover what's most important to you. And when I provide that platform or when someone has that platform, it's not just through coaching, they can experience this other ways, but that experience of really you know, being in your magnificence, in that essence of who you are and having it acknowledged from someone, having someone see it and say, wow, you know, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You can just see people light up. And Anne-Marie, that's what charges me up every time. It's like, when I see people light up because they felt their magnificence and their essence of who they are and someone else saw it the sparks go off. That's so beautiful. And, you know, so many times I see and I hear people not doing that. And I'm just so with you when you talk about the magnificence and authenticity and who are you? Because so often we listen to what other people think we are, you know, get their definition to us, or we're trying to be someone we're not because we want to try and squeeze ourselves into a mold that the rest of the world thinks we should be fitting in. So for many, you know, us, ambitious entrepreneurs, but also people who are going through midlife, some changes and and reframing that and and looking for renewed opportunities and refocus. I think we've all just sighed a breath of fresh air and a relief to say, you know what, now is the time for me to re-explore who Mm -hmm. I am and just to trust that because there's nothing more empowering and more fulfilling and more exciting than to be able to recognize who it is, you know, who you are of the essence of your core and being able to express that in every part of your life, whether it be work, whether it be with friends, whether it be in your own business. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, that's when it actually gets easy. 
I mean, when we're trying to be, you know, to live from a sense of maybe the values that someone else told us were good values to have, or, you know, a career that someone said you should do that because, you know, you can make good money doing that or, but not necessarily expressing, you know, our deepest core values, our natural gifts and talents. And everyone has that set of, you know, those are like the divine, you know, gifts that were given to us. I mean, that's sort of an innate, those innate qualities. We all have innate qualities that I believe are, you know, came with us into this body, into this lifetime. So, when we can, you know, realign with that is and start living our life from that foundation, actually things get really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just something that you were talking about, you know, that things become really easy. That is one of the true indicators in being able to recognize your true strengths and your innate gifts and talents in that so often we are there searching for, you know, what is my gift? What is my talents? And the best indicator is what comes naturally to you. What are some of the situations you found yourself in and all of a sudden you just jump into whatever your passion, your brilliance, your magnificence and we often don't see it do we because it comes so easy to us that we take it for granted you're absolutely right and you said it i mean really that's one of the simple things you can do is like what comes easily for you what comes naturally what are some of the things you do that when you do it time just flies and you could do it without you know if money was no object what would you want to be doing how would you want to be spending your time you know Thinking about that and, you know, answering those questions is going to give you a lot of insights into your natural gifts and talents, what's important to you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important because how often do many of us try to, well, not ignore because we don't realize it and we may push it aside and not really allow that to shine through. One other thing that often I'll see too is there might be a a natural characteristic that we have that we're trying to dampen. For One that comes to mind is a colleague of mine. She is a naturally a, a boy woman she laughs and she jokes and she's just so flamboyant yet what she does is she tries to hide that and she tries to subdue it and it feels really awkward and unnatural for her and I just say to you know what embrace it because we love you for who you are and to not give expression to your gifts and your unique characteristics is really that's not embracing your magnificence is it Absolutely. You know, and that's it. And then when and also, you know, just acknowledging that for someone like you just did with her, you know, because maybe she was told that by somebody important in her life, you shouldn't do that. You know, you're being too loud. So she tried to, you know, change that or thought it wasn't okay. If someone acknowledges it, great. But once she can even start acknowledging it for herself, like, wow, you know, this is me being who I am. And look how beautiful that is. And look at the results that came from doing that. Then she can really start to, you know, again, embrace her magnificence. Yeah, it's so true. (laughs) And, you know, one other thing that I know that you say too, and I'd love to just spend some time talking about this, because I know as women, particularly when we're juggling everybody's needs and, you know, just life in general, we tend to always put ourselves last and not be mindful of our needs. I'd love for you to speak a bit more about how to be putting ourselves first and not doing so and feeling guilty and selfish, you know, in doing that. 
Well, I'm laughing right now because I was going to say it when we first started our call, and I thought, oh, that's okay. I won't bring it up unless it comes up. <laughs> that when, Before we started this interview, I noticed I said something to you about having to pick up my son at a certain time, and right before you started, your son was calling. So I don't know. If that <laughs> I know. <laughs> Across the ends of the earth, it was all of our sons, as you know, reached out to their moms. <laughs> So I don't think it's necessary. And this is a funny thing because a lot of us feel that that self-care, you know, putting ourselves first is it feels selfish and it feels, you know, it has that selfish sense. So that's part of it, too, is knowing that this isn't a selfish thing that we're doing when we take that time to, you know, again, reconnect with who we are and who we are at our best, because when we are our best, when we take care of ourselves, we can be the best for our loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I know by embracing who I am at my core and, and taking that time for myself that I need now, probably more now than maybe I needed five years ago or 10 years ago, because that's how it feels now. I mean, it feels like this is the time. I'm sensing it more than I did 10 years ago. And I believe that is somewhat hormone-based or natural cycles of life based, whatever it is. But I have to do that now because when I do that, I'm going to be better for him. I'll be a better mom. I'll be a better example as just an example of a fulfilled person, someone living a full life to my fullness. That's how I view it. You know, it's not taking away necessarily time for him, but I want him to see me being my best. Yeah. Yeah. And as you were talking, you know, something just came on as a light bulb for me in that when we see it as putting ourselves and taking care, and it may be that, I mean, you and I are obviously having an interview together, but whether it be that you're going to get a massage or you're just doing something for self-care for yourself, when you do then complete that and then go and you know, connect with your son or your children or whatever other activity that was brought in front of you, you can then give that your undivided attention and say, right, now I'm finished, here I am, let's just, what was it, and and continue. And doing that and giving that your undivided attention, as you would, as you would for your children or whatever other task it was, you need to learn or we need to learn to give ourselves that same attention and give ourselves that space for that self-care. I think that's so important and exactly what you were just saying. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm at a stage in life where I am your typical sandwich, you know, woman (laughs) that I've got my elderly mother on one side whose health is starting to fail and I'm having to care for her. And I've still got a teenage son, you know, that I'm caring for. So, you know, I'm definitely been pulled and I have my own business that I'm growing. So when I actually take that time now for me, it's I'm more conscious about it. And I'm more conscious about the time that I'm spending with my mother. When I'm with her, I'm really fully with her because I I don't know how much more time I'll have with her. Mm -hmm. So everything just sort of feels like it's gone a little bit slower motion for me, which is actually a nice space to be in. It's like what I'm doing, I'm just more conscious of it. And I'm more aware of, you know, how I'm bringing my full self into it. Yes, That allows everything to actually flow smoother. Mm -hmm. My business is flowing better. My relationship with my mom and my son, all of those things work better when I take that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you and I must be going through similar situations because my (laughs) mother, um, elderly, she's 93 and a very strong 93. Just in the last two weeks, she's been diagnosed with um, bowel cancer. 
and oh. I'm in the process of organising appointments and surgery and, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I made a decision a couple of weeks ago when I found out to go, you know what, I need to really embrace my magnificence, be yeah. very mindful of what I'm putting my time and attention to. And I let go of a number of things and it felt good. Whereas before, what we're talking about, it would have felt selfish. And that was, you know, giving away or saying goodbye to um, voluntary opportunities, you know, positions, which I've had for many years. There were some joint ventures, which I was just in the process of starting, but I thought, no, it's going to take up too much of my time. So this is what we're talking about, is learning to put ourselves first so that I could give and create the space that I needed to spend with my mother, with my family, and so that I know that when I'm with her, I am just really embracing. And it was funny, not funny, but this morning I was on a coaching call and I have been so mindful of saying to my mum, I love you and I really, you know, that caring that I actually got off the call and I said, and I just love you guys. And I thought later, oh, I normally wouldn't have said that, but I've really embraced, you know, my expressions of people and making them just be mindful of how deeply I care for them. And but it's just reminding you of just so how precious yourself and, and recognizing and embracing your magnificent and of course being there for those who you know you love your loved ones around you as well that could be part of your evolution of how you're expressing yourself more in an authentic way i mean you know i don't know that because we haven't you know talked about it but i know you enough to to kind of get the sense of this big heart that you have mm-hmm. very big giving heart that you're just you know out there embracing so many of us entrepreneurs and holding us dearly as you <laughs> walk us through the process of trying to figure out our branding and our programs and and it really feels nurturing when you do it mm. so the sense that you brought that you know into that last call with your clients and said that could have been an expression of your beautiful magnificence yeah well thank you and I think this has just been such an incredible call I think because it reminds us of the things that are just so important and often we are rushing from one thing to another we've got busy schedules and the most important things and and of course embracing our magnificence it's who we are it's at the core and I believe I'm a true believer that if we continue to deny that it's going to show up one way or another it will show up because it wants to be heard it needs to be heard and I think um, you know a reminder that you've brought for to us in, in today's call it has certainly been a very empowering one and a very important one too well it's true and you know I know we're coming to the end here and I certainly don't want to leave it on a down note but I, I believe that that's actually underneath everything it is vitally important for women to take this time at midlife Dr. Christiane Northrup I don't know if you've ever heard of her work she wrote a great book called The Wisdom of Menopause she spent her whole life she's probably 60 now working with women as a medical doctor as a gynecologist Mm -hmm. and she's a very spiritual person so she puts it together and she says really if you don't take this time at midlife to sort of reconnect again with that authentic self and heal anything that may still need to be healed what can happen after that are you know illness and you know 
those big three that women get, heart disease, cancer, and depression. And I, like I said, I don't want to leave it on a downer, but it is vitally important. And you touched on it, that we have to do this work at midlife to really have fully live our second half. Yeah. You know, I think too, also, the lessons that we learn and the situations we find ourselves in really can be seen as a blessing. And that might seem quite strange to hear from, you know, from someone who might be experiencing something. But I made a decision a couple of weeks ago when I thought, you know, with my mother, really the blessing is that I now have the opportunity to, when I'm with her, to really, as you said, be there to, yeah. you know, laugh, to cry, to hug, to, you know, remind her of how much, you know, she means to me. It's a blessing and we can spend every day together that we do recognizing that and not taking that for granted. And I think that, you know, when we experience the things that you were just mentioning about going through changes in our life, that we say, you know what, can I look at the gifts? Can I, what are the blessings in this? And, and of course, the steps that you've shared with us and the, you know, the, the, the lovely exercises can certainly support us in moving through that so that we can really um, take with it and start to embrace who we are and our magnificence. You got it, girl. And I don't exactly know how old you are, but I have a feeling we're kind of in this midlife game together. I know. It just seems so bizarre. She was talking. I'm thinking, Debbie, we're just going through the same thing. Look, I know a lot of people have just really benefited. I'm I'm sure this message really was one that needed to be shared. Otherwise, you know, I'm just a true believer that things happen for a reason. And here we are, opposite ends of the world, experiencing the same things in our lives. And I'm sure people have connected to that. So if people want to get in contact with you to find out more about the incredible work that you're doing, Debbie, how would they do that? Probably the best way is through my website, which is DebbieDavisCoach.com fabulous and we'll of course put that up on the show blurb as well so if you're listening via the website you can click straight through to Debbie's website and learn more about her and the incredible work that she does thank you so much for coming on the show Debbie it really has been uh, it's been a blessing for me too I certainly feel so much more inspired after our conversation today great well thank you Anne-Marie it was so nice talking to you you've been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally, I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.